0: Welcome, I'm Bradley Davidson, ESG leader at RBS International, and this is the ESG Brief. Let's dive into the top stories from the last month. Starting with the summer heat. As the latest heat wave travels across parts of Europe, the social and economic impact of extreme weather events has come to the fore. The latest IPCC report turned the focus from mitigation to adaptation, recognising that the world faces unavoidable climate hazards over the next two decades, even within the boundary of the 1.5 degree limit outlined in the Paris Agreement. Over the last decade, physical risks have begun to materialise in the UK across the built environment and critical infrastructure. The Climate Change Committee estimates that 20% of UK homes can overheat in the current climate, even with relatively cool summers, providing particular challenges for care homes. The Committee has called for a national retrofit investment programme to support communities to adopt to hot weather. However, the Committee is quick to highlight the potential energy costs if sufficient investment isn't made into energy-efficient cooling methods. In 2021, the UK government published the Cooling in the UK paper, exploring national energy consumption and peak electricity demand using three scenarios out to the end of the century. Findings outline that policies targeting energy efficient active cooling and passive cooling may reduce energy consumption by 21% and 34% when compared to a no intervention scenario. With energy costs rising globally, public and private investment is required to protect the most vulnerable communities. Moving our attention to infrastructure, in 2020, the hottest year on record in the UK, engineers raised the red flag, highlighting the disruption caused by buckled rails, the thermal expansion of overhead cables, and road closures due to melting surfaces. These disruptions will impact the labour force as individuals struggle to travel to their place of work. And for those able to work from home, we can expect decreased productivity due to insufficient cooling. Just as we've recently adapted to new ways of working, we may find ourselves faced with the reality that early afternoons are no longer viable work hours if capital is not sufficiently deployed to upgrade critical infrastructure. Moving to the Bank of England. In May, the Bank of England released the greatly anticipated findings from their first climate stress test and the results were stark. The exercise utilised three potential scenarios, early action, late action and no additional action to quantify the financial impacts of physical and transition risk. Projections outline that UK banks and insurers may face a 10-15% annual drag on profits if sufficient action is not taken to address climate change and at pace. I highlight pace as the results make a strong case for accelerated and orderly action across the financial industry, with predicted climate-related bank credit losses 30% higher in the late action scenario. I encourage you to read the full published findings, but... As this podcast is part of our Adjust Transition family, I'll end by drawing attention to the potential concern raised that financial institutions will focus on divestment rather than transition. The findings outline that some corporate sectors may struggle to access financing as the transition to net zero advances. The Bank of England calls for careful management to reduce the potential impact to businesses, consumers, and the wider economy in the eventuality that the supply of finance to fossil fuel producers outpaces new investment in sustainable energy alternatives and energy efficiency improvements. Now for the continued focus on transition plans. Earlier this month, the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero, or GFANS, representing $130 trillion of assets, asked financial institutions to make good on their commitments to decarbonize. The alliance, set up by former Bank of England Governor Mark Carney, published a series of guidance documents including standards for what credible net zero transition plans should look like. The United Nations convened group pointed to the need for greater accountability and transparency as the potential for greenwashing rises. Increasing stakeholder expectations, including from investors, requires financial institutions to step up efforts and demonstrate clear action plans in order to retain credibility. GFANS outlines that transition plans should translate net-zero ambitions into a coherent strategy with specific objectives and actions aimed at reducing real-economy greenhouse gas emissions. The recommendations mirror the Bank of England's call for an orderly transition, using strategies to outline funding for both companies that are already 1.5 degree aligned, as well as those that aren't, supporting an accelerated transition across the economy. Finally, the increasing fight against greenwashing. Last month, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission proposed two new rules aimed to help investors better evaluate ESG investments. The first proposal would require funds with an ESG label to commit at least 80% of assets under normal conditions to investments that meet their ESG criteria. The second would require funds that use ESG in their investment process to disclose how they do so in prospectuses and annual reports. The latest move from the SEC follows previous proposals to increase climate-related disclosures and definitions for environmentally friendly mutual funds. The ESG funds market has experienced dramatic growth in recent years, with assets managed by esg labeled funds reaching $2.7 trillion, but recent high-profile greenwashing claims are unlikely to be the last. Global regulators are taking action to tighten requirements, but litigation risk is materialising fast. Financial institutions must pay close attention to protect both their business and deliver the real economy impacts required for the transition to net zero. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next month with the latest news and look out for our next interview. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe as we come with you on the journey to net zero. Goodbye.